Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ride along with Laura Reynolds as she talks to the auto designers, creators, and makers about the automobiles we love as we go driving in heels. It's driving in heels. I'm Laura Reynolds, your host. And on this week's podcast, I talked directly to Shift.com co-CEO Toby Russell as he talks about the unusual state of the used car market. Russell also explains why computer chips are slowing down manufacturers. Then I talked to Ford Explorer marketing manager Lee Newcomb as he talks about the 2021 Explorer Timberline edition. So let's get started with Shift.com co-CEO Toby Russell. So tell us what's going on with the used car market right now? Uh, Something very unusual. Typically, when you buy a car, it will depreciate. That is, its price will go down. What's going on with used cars right now is the prices are going up. They're actually getting more valuable uh, when you own them. And that's just really unusual. Now, you might ask, what's causing that? Uh, And it's actually several things coming together. Um, First, people are returning to normalcy in the post-COVID world across the country as more and more states open up. So folks are like, I got to commute. I got to drive. I'm going to get back on the road. And I'm still a little bit iffy about public transit. So I'm going to do that thing in a personal vehicle. Um, And so what we're seeing is demand rising. Also, summer is coming. So what usually happens in the summer is people want to buy a house. They want to buy a car. They're going to get like dishwasher. All all those big purchases and hard goods getting ready for back to school. And this year, there's going to be a full back to school nationwide. Uh, And so that, that typical demand for cars is going up. But at the same time, and this is crazy, the COVID impact on the supply chain for new vehicles has been immense. Uh, There's a shortage of computer chips. And so people can't get the computer chips, or I should say automakers can't get all the computer chips they need to put into new cars, which means there are less new cars being produced than needed. And so what people are doing is they're saying, hey, I can't get a new car. So I'm gonna buy like a one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old car. And folks who normally would buy one, two, three-year-old car, well, I'll buy a four-year-old, five-year-old car and all the way down. So essentially there's this huge demand and big shortage for cars generally and in particular used cars, because those are the ones that are out there, which means we're seeing increase in price. So it's kind of like, if you're thinking about, hey, should I sell my car uh, and swap into a new one? Like, it's kind of a good time to do that. Well, has this ever happened before in the history of car, uh, the car business? Um, I, so I, not, not in the time that I've been in it, <laughs> but I'm sure at some point, you know, uh, th- there have been supply disruptions in it and it has happened. But um, certainly not that I'm aware of, like in the last half decade, we've been doing shift.com. I've never seen anything like this. It, it's just like, it's, it's totally unprecedented. What, we're, what we've seen is, uh, well, typically 
uh, a used car would depreciate, like its price would drop by about uh, 1% or so uh, a week. What we've seen since January, our prices rise by over 25%. So you might be like, what's that mean? Uh, example, like a midsize SUV, a Hyundai Tucson. It used to be that shift.com, you'd enter in information about that thing and the amount that you would get paid for selling that uh, on shift.com would be like 15,700. Now you go to shift and you're gonna see like 20,000. So just like significantly more uh, for that vehicle than you would have seen before because the market has just moved right up. And that is really unusual. Now, if I was uh, uh, in the market right now for buying a car, whether it's new or used, I'd be a little confused on what to do. I mean, do I keep my car that's a couple years old because, you know, it's actually worth more? Or do I, you know, just keep hunting for that new one? So ultimately, what I always advise is yeah, you, you got to do the thing that's right for you. It, it's, 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 you know, like mostly a car is uh, about the benefit you get from the car. I uh, wouldn't, wouldn't usually consider that like a, a, a key financial investment. <laughs> like it, it, is, it is a big commitment financially, but it, it's less of a, hey, like, like, should I buy and sell stocks? Or, you know, should I invest in bonds? Um, it, it's a little bit more like meeting the needs of you and your family. Um, and so I'll, if, you're, if you're looking to do a swap or an upgrade, uh, particularly if you, I, what I've seen a lot is folks saying, hey, I, I bought a newer car. And I can actually take that, and we see this on shift. People go to shift, uh, put in the, the newer car that they have, get a great trade-in value for that thing, and then buy a bigger uh, example. We had a, a teacher uh, who was saying, hey, you know, we're getting ready for the summer, having a second kid. Uh, I'm going to take my um, uh, midsize SUV, trade it in to shift, and buy a minivan. And by doing that, because the, new, the one was a little bit newer, I'm going to buy a little bit more older um, minivan, my monthly payment's going to drop by like 250 bucks and that's going to pay for daycare. And like, that's kind of a, you know, ultimately it's like got to configure for your family and for your, for your, for your needs. Uh, so there isn't like an across the board, boy, you need to get into the market now kind of thing. But, um, that said, if you're, if you're thinking about making a swap, it is a great time now to sell your vehicle. Cause you're going to get that, that, that seeing the pricing kind of peak out. And expect uh, on the on the on the buying side, if you want to buy a car, those prices are going to continue to catch up, uh, even as the supply prices, the, the 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 car, the price you'll get for selling your car is kind of leveling off. So th this might be a really good time to make that swap uh, ahead of the the big rush in the summer. Well, it sounds like we definitely want to do a little bit of homework by maybe going to your website before we step on the lot, so that we know what we're dealing with. Definitely. We always say that uh, go, you can go to shift.com and enter in information about your car and see, Hey, not just what is my car worth in theory, but you know, what, what can I, what can I actually get for it? And then, and shop around anything on that site that you see, uh, you can push a button and we'll deliver it to your home. You can buy it right there on the website. It's so interesting to me that we're talking about this right now, because normally we'd all be moaning and groaning that, Oh, I bought a new vehicle. And as soon as I drove it off the lot, it lost, you know, $3,000 you know, because it depreciates so fast. And it's just weird that we don't have to worry about that anymore. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, it, it is a, a, a crazy and amazing thing, but I will say that's true for used cars, not necessarily for new. Uh, and that's in a lot of ways, that's why we started Shift was had this experience of, whoa, even if you get through the crazy negotiation that you have to go through to buy a brand new car, like how often, it's not like you walk in and like negotiate for a computer or go and 
you know, negotiate for a washing machine. Like that, that, like, you know, that's not done, but for a car, big purchase, you're going to go and negotiate for that thing on a brand new vehicle. And even if you quote, win that negotiation, you still lose. Cause the second you drive off the lot, even in a rising environment, that thing would normally be worth thousands less. Now it will be worth fewer thousands less. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, cause you've just taken it from being quote new to used. And so you see just this depreciation cliff when you drive, uh, drive a new car off a lot. And so we kind of have a saying at the shift, we were like, you know, friends don't let friends buy new cars. And like <laughs> the secret to buying a new car is like, make sure it's used. And so what we, the reason we say that is, uh, and the reason we created the, the website was to let people exchange cars. Ultimately, we'll buy the car from one person, upgrade it, get it to, get it to retail condition, and then do, go direct to another person, cutting out all the middlemen, all the auctions and brokers and all that, all that um, middle infrastructure, because those are the best cars, the cars that someone is already driving. And the ones that you want, I usually say, hey, the car you're looking for in nature is you want to find that used car, ideally like three to eight years old, that has one owner, no accidents, 10 to 12,000 miles per year, and a strong options package. Why? that's going to get you the best car for the lowest price that you're going to pay in the market. And it is a great deal, but it's hard to find those. And I had this experience. Like I was, I was hunting around being like, how do I find one of these cars? And it was just really, really difficult. And I felt like I was going to get taken advantage of. I felt like the dealers knew more than I did. And I would just be um, at a huge disadvantage. And even again, if I won that negotiation game, uh, the second I drove off, it was like a trap. Uh, I, I, I would, the car would depreciate and I wouldn't even see that coming. And so uh, because of that, uh, George Harrison and I created this company, Shift. We're like, hey, people should be able to go online, uh, sell or buy their car, and have it be fair and trustworthy. I, you hit the nail on the head of my buying experiences. <laughs> you know, I hate the negotiation pro process because I always feel like even if I kind of won, I kind of lost, you yeah. know, because they just know more than I do. Uh, call, it the, uh, call it the trap. <laughs> it's a, it's a, we make you think, you know, they, they, they like, they like make you think you won in the negotiation and really it doesn't matter because as soon as you drive that new car off, you lose. And so we are like, we got to break that trap, make it totally transparent. And hence the, hence the, you can uh, see all the pricing up front, no haggle pricing uh, on shift.com as well as like a very clear price right there if you want to uh, sell your vehicle. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're super excited about doing that, but we're in a weird environment now where used cars are actually appreciating. Uh, even as the new cars, uh, you know, don't don't exactly do that thing when they go from new to used. Well, Toby, get out your crystal ball. And how long do you think something like this is going to last? So it is really hard to know. Um, I think that we're looking that at the it, it, the really the big spike that I mentioned before that like twenty five percent increase from Jan to now. Um, I think that's the big that's that's the big spike, and it's going to kind of level off. Uh, but I think this is going to hold up through and into the summer. And probably to the fall. Uh, typically, what happens in this market is in the fall, after everybody's gotten ready for back to school, uh, everybody's mindset turns away from cars and houses uh, and big purchases to Christmas, or I should say, you know, the holidays and gifting. And so, what um, everybody starts thinking about is like, okay, I got to get ready for uh, Thanksgiving. I got to get ready for the holidays, and I'm going to take all my discretionary spending and put it over to uh, getting gifts for folks, etc. And so what you see is a big drop off in the purchase of things like cars and houses in the fall uh, and a big spike for, uh, you know, companies like Amazon. And so what we um, can anticipate, I think, is that the chip makers and the automakers are going to continue to see problems probably well into and potentially into 2022. Now, that'll reduce 
because they're going to get those supply chains up and going. But it's not going to be uniform. It's not going to happen all at once. Uh, different, different manufacturers are going to come back online with different customers at different times for different makes and models. It's highly fragmented in that regard. And so I don't think what we're going to see is like a uniform, in the way, in the way COVID affected everything across the board and really dropped that supply chain across the board. I, don't th I think we're going to see it come back kind of piecemeal. And so uh, I would expect kind of through the better part of this year and potentially uh, some effect of this into 2022. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. That was the question I was going to ask next is these chips that all the automakers need. I mean, you can't operate a car anymore without uh, the chips because of, you know, all of the technology and safety features that have been added. So it's interesting that it's going to be a long time before the chips start coming back in again. It's exactly right. I mean, the, the sometimes the joke in the industry is, wow, these things are basically computers with wheels. And so you have to be, you know, thinking about the, the, the electronics and the chips and making sure that that's all in good shape. It's something we focus on a ton in looking at the quality of vehicles. And uh, that it, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive that computer chips could stop automakers from making cars. Like, that's surprising. Didn't see that coming. But uh, that's exactly what's happening because they do have uh, oftentimes quite disparate sets of chips for every different uh, function. And, and, and there's a lot to cover there. It's a, it's a pretty complex system in most cases. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask is if, if there's any particular chips that are, are more behind in manufacturing than others. You know, are there you know, safety features? Because those seem to always be upgraded. Uh, that makes that makes sense. Um, I can't speak to the whether whether or not it's like sub chips. My understanding is that what ended up happening was kind of orders across the board from the automakers reduced with the anticipation that there'd be a continued slowdown with COVID. Uh, the way the chips are made, it, the factories that make them have to really plan way out. It's a capital intensive business, which means they have to be doing like, did I put in place the manufacturing ability, uh, the put in place the plant, et cetera, well in advance. So they can't just turn on a dime and be like, okay, we're gonna pull a lever and make more chips. And so it's not really so much uh, specific to uh, you know, safety features versus um, you know, call it engine monitoring or, or, or other 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 types of functions and types of chip as much as just that capacity planning. I think broadly uh, across the board. Now that you know, a, 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 a manufacturing specialist could probably say differently. Like it's disproportionately happening here and versus there. Uh, I, that's outside what I could speak to. But uh, the way I've seen it play out. And the impact that it's having for consumers is that, that it is pretty uniform and across the board. So no, no concerns around like, wow, the chips are going to go bad or have issues. It's mostly just capacity to manufacture and ship those things, uh, which is what's happening here. So you're seeing, uh, you in particular, you're seeing it's across all manufacturers. There's not one manufacturer that's hit harder than another? It may be. It really, a lot of it depends on what kind of ordering and planning they, each one had done. Uh, but the nature of COVID was such that it created uh, reduced expectations, let's say, across the board. So by and large, um, most auto manufacturers kind of backed off on it. There could be one or two here or there that, that ordered more for this line or that line or expected different things to happen or had special orders for delivery vehicles. And so they were focused on that kind of thing, for example. Um, but but the, uh, the broad impact is what's really moving the prices. And is what's really having the impact on the market, um, and that is this this like unprecedented shortage that then uh, is corresponding with spiking demand, um, and a lot of it has to do with both somewhat the seasonal impact of, of summer, 
but it's the it's kind of a post COVID effect uh, as we're as we're opening up and coming off a period where people were not uh, bullish on putting in place that manufacturing capacity. Now, uh, folks like um, you know uh, cell phone or mobile phone makers continue doing their orders. So what we're seeing is those chips are flowing into areas like computers and uh, your mobile phone, et cetera, at wh whereas the automakers weren't doing those orders. And so that, that kind of reduced their, um, their ability to receive those. Uh, so the, the so chips are still being made just in lower quantities and they were steered to other areas. Uh, as you can imagine through COVID, nobody said, boy, I'm not gonna get a, a mobile device. <laughs> it, but they did say, hey, I'm not sure I'm gonna make a new car because I think there may be reduced um, demand. And so it's, it's just a tough thing of forecasting the demand and getting the supply right when there's long lead times on the making of all the subcomponents that go into a car. Does it make any difference where the manufacturing plants are located? I mean, like is the US hit harder than maybe plants that are you know, around the globe? Um, I, I think, I, I don't know the, the strict answer to that question. Um, what I do know about um, silicon uh, chip manufacturer is it is it is spread out all over the globe, including uh, major manufacturing in a place like Taiwan. But I don't think it's unique to geographies. Uh, again, it was it's it's less about the. Uh, sometimes you have a situation where let's say COVID reopening happens in some places and not others, so manufacturing can happen. Uh, because this is more about a planning thing, it's it's not really targeted uh, as far as I can tell to specific geographies. It's more a uh, sort of the, the, the planning was, hey, I think we're gonna have to manufacture less of these, so we're gonna order less of the components. We order less of the components so the people who make them uh, just didn't prepare to make them kind of you know, wherever we were ordering them from, regardless of the location. But again, like in, in terms of how it specifically played out, if you, if you went and looked at the data, it is possible that, that some fabs went ahead and um, you know, went, went more aggressive and others less. And it, you know, that, that's, that's um, both very possible and outside of my, my, the depth of my knowledge on that thing. Okay, Toby, what are you seeing on your website that if you could get like an extra thousand of this particular vehicle, what, you know, what models are the most hot ones right now that people are looking for? It really depends on geography. And this is an amazing thing. So if you, you know, you look at a place like San Francisco, you see a lot of demand for Priuses, hybrid electrics, even electric vehicles, Teslas. Uh, you look at a place like Austin, San Antonio, you can see demand for trucks, F-150s, and um, you know, Chevys, like a very, very different profile uh, geographically in terms of what really spikes. But across the board, uh, you do see a lot of demand for uh, commuter vehicles, a, a Toyota Camry, um, a, a Honda CRV is a great midsize SUV. Lots of people like that, that vehicle. Um, and so you see those, you kind of see those uh, across the board. Then, you know, certain areas <clears throat> spike for different kinds of luxury vehicles. Some areas are really into like a Mercedes sedan kind of thing versus others would be uh, more about like a BMW X1, which is sort of a, a, a crossover vehicle. Uh, it just sort of really depends that, that what spikes interestingly does vary with geography. Huh. Well, if I'm a listener right now and I'm thinking, hmm, okay, it sounds like I need to get on shift uh, and do my homework. Can you walk us through the process of how that works? Yeah. So, um, you just go to your web browser, could be on a mobile device or on a computer, and type in shift.com. It's a S H I F T, like shift in a car, uh, .com. Super simple. And uh, that'll take you right to the website. You can shop and browse uh, for all kinds, you know, thousands of cars that you could look for and check out what's uh, 
kind of of interest to you. You can sort of favorite cars. You can hit a little heart and it'll, it'll create a list for you that you uh, like and you can watch those things. And there's even updates that will let you know if the price goes down. In this case, they're not dropping fast, but um, the uh, ability to kind of like sort and, and, and identify what it is that you'd be interested in is right there on the website. Uh, you can also download a mobile app. If you have a, an iPhone, uh, you can go to the Apple App Store and uh, just search Shift, S-H-I-F-T, and download the Shift mobile app. It's uh, kind of like white and green. Well, this opens up the market. You know, if I'm looking for a particular vehicle, I like the fact that I can go on shift and it doesn't matter if that vehicle is, you know, 10 miles from me or a thousand miles from me, I can find the vehicle I'm looking for. Yeah, that's a transformation in this market. Um, the size of the auto market is huge. It's like an $840 billion market. And, and basically, you know, only like one to 2% is now online. And the reason is not because people don't want to shop online. 96% of people start their shopping journey online. But the traditional industry, the ones who want to negotiate with you and do all the stuff we talked about before, say, hey, get off that computer and come to our store so we can talk to you and put you in a back room and uh, you know, work, work with you on the, the, the financing and whatnot. Um, so what we're seeing is a whole new wave of companies saying, no, like people want to shop online, they want to buy online. And we're going to make that happen. Uh, and that's what Shift is doing, is letting you not have to leave the computer or your mobile device to be able to go all the way through. Uh, you can push a button and buy that thing. I, that's become the very popular way of doing it. And the reason that we're, we haven't seen as much of it uh, is basically because it's not available, not because people want to do it. Um, in, a, in a former life, uh, I co-founded a company called Taxi Magic. And the idea was you could push a button. This is 2007. Uh, and you could push a button and have a car come pick you up. Uh, and at the time, everybody was like, that's crazy. You know, five years later, you got Uber, Lyft, Sidecar, Taxi, everybody doing this thing and is a total transformation. I think we're going to see the same thing with car buying. Uh, in five years, we're going to look back and people are going to be like, of course you buy your car online. Like, where else would you go? And the reason is because everybody's already starting there and the industry just hasn't gotten to the place where they can fulfill there. Uh, hence, Shift and, and a few others saying, you know what, we're just going to we're just going to do the thing that people want. And enable that, and it's uh, it, it is the fastest growing segment in the auto retail market is uh, e-commerce, and it's by and large a no haggle process across the board. So if you kind of want to shop for a car like you would for a book or for uh, a shirt or you name it, uh, shoes even, <laughs> you can uh, just go online like you would for anything else. That stat you just threw out there is insane. It, it is because I'm thinking. Well, of course you're going to go online and, you know, whether you're just doing your homework or you just kind of, you know, I don't know what color I want. I, you know, I don't know what options there are, but only 1% of the dealerships, you know, are, are, you know, satisfying that need that buyers are looking for. It's, um, I think a lot of it has to do with just the, the core principles and concepts that the traditional retail industry was built around. Uh, it, it's, it, it is not easy to build uh, a technology experience that lets someone see the car, choose it, and then actually do all the financing, warranty, title transfer with technology. Uh, the traditional industry is just not built to do that. And so it takes a transition time to be able to enable that. And what we're seeing is, again, companies like shift.com say, we, we invested in making that happen because that's what people want. That's where they want to be. Uh, but it, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, Walmart couldn't just magically snap their fingers and turn the entire system into an online shopping thing. Uh, whereas you saw like Amazon really build out and say, hey, we're going to focus on enabling that. It's, it's a pretty meaningfully different way 
of solving uh, what customers want, which is to be able to shop online and buy. Uh, and that sounds simple. You're like, well, yeah, obviously. Uh, but when you have a, you know, a, an industry that has spent over 100 years uh, being built in a certain way, and like we talked about earlier, being built, I mean, even for new cars, built around in-person negotiation, all of the, all of the model, all of the structure is, is uh, built around that. You know, it's, it's not easy to just, you know, pivot that thing and change it overnight. Uh, and so it, it, oftentimes what you see is, you know, new concepts come out that say, hey, you know, the, the needs of customers have changed. Like relatively few people uh, desire or want to go in and negotiate for everything they buy, uh, including cars. <laughs> like you want to be clear, like what's the price? I'll pay the price and I'll do the thing. As long as I know that it's fair, I'm not getting overcharged and I'm not, you know, getting a crazy low price for something that actually is no good. You know, you want to be, you want to be able to have that trust and transparency uh, to know that the price you're getting is fair. Uh, and that's the, that's the biggest thing. And so uh, that, that is the, the promise and the reality of the online buying experience. So what do you think the timeline is for that? Because it, it sounds like they're noticing they need to pivot, but they're not doing it quite yet. Well, uh, that timeline, I think, accelerated meaningfully with COVID. And that is um, in, you know, uh, early last year, early 2020, everybody was saying, well, you know, sometime in the next five to seven years, I'm going to need an online strategy. Um, and then come April uh, and, you know, April and, and, and uh, you know, sort of middle of the year last year, huge retailers like CarMax, you know, for example, in California were shut down. So it wasn't like uh, the, the whole industry is like, whoa, it's not like I need an online strategy, you know, in five to seven years. It's like today. Uh, that's what's happening. And so that's that, 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 that really helped accelerate uh, the adoption of online car buying. And I think that's not going to turn around. I think even as things open, people are like, oh, there's a better and different way of doing this. And that, it, it's more of an awareness. And um, <laughs> but it's like a muscle memory because everybody says, well, this is what I did last time. I'll do the same thing again. Um, but there is, in fact, a, a better way, you know, rather than going out and running around and trying to hail a taxi on the street, you push a button. And it's like when, when once you do that, you're like, I'm never going back. Uh, and that's kind of what we're seeing with online car buying. And that'll take a little while because people buy cars every two to three years. It's not like something you do every week. Um, but I think that what, what, what we see is that uh, once you've experienced the new way, you're like, wow, not only am I going to be there, I'm going to tell my friends about it. <laughs> so that's where you know most of our customers actually come from people telling their friends, uh, being like, this is amazing that yeah, you should do the thing. And that, that that's a big deal. I'm curious when somebody goes on your website, you know, how long do they spend, you know, on the process of looking for a car? Um, so I've seen quite a bit of difference. And so different customers are different, uh, but there is an average. Uh, there are customers who typically, like on average, people spend like two to three months shopping. Being like, hey, I think I need a new car. I'm going to start looking. Uh, I'm going to select a few. Um, you know, I'm going to, uh, in, in, in uh, up alongside the hubs, we have 11 hubs throughout the United States. You can push a button and have the car actually brought to your home to test drive. So people really like that. People might test drive a car or two. Um, and then eventually we'll say, you know, over, over a two to three month period, go ahead and buy. That's kind of one, one buyer type. Uh, there's another type. And this is an interesting one. Um, we, we had, for example, um, <clears throat> there was a, a woman who got into a car accident, unfortunately. Not, not, not dangerous, but did, did make her car inoperable. And she was like, I need a car and I need it today because I have to commute tomorrow. And you can deliver that to my house and make that happen right away. She was like, that is awesome. She's, she's like, went online, pushed the button, has the car, to, and she, she, you know, she uh, put it in the notes, I need this thing like right away. So we did that. 
got out of the car right away. Cause she's like, I, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, get to work. Uh, I need, I need that car right now. So there's, you know, different, different needs, but the typical thing is people will spend two to three months, uh, looking, shopping, uh, doing a little bit of, uh, research and exploration and then making the call and, uh, and buying the car. Yeah, I, I could totally see that in the fact that you've got the time to look things over. You don't feel pressured. You do it at your own pace. So that's a lot better than, you know, out of the corner of your eye, watching a salesperson follow you around the lot. Thank you again to Toby Russell for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels so you can hear more manufacturer interviews every week. When we return, Ford Explorer marketing manager Lee Newcomb says the 2021 Explorer Timberline Edition has a new grill, red tow hooks, amber accents, and new skid plates. I'll talk to Ford next on Driving in Heels. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. Each week, Laura talks with auto manufacturers to keep you in the know about the latest and greatest in the cars, trucks, and SUVs you love to drive. Here's more Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. I'm Laura Reynolds, and you're listening to Driving in Heels. Ford Explorer marketing manager Lee Newcomb talks about the 2021 Explorer Timberline. It's the most off-road capable Explorer ever thanks to features like increased ground clearance, still skid plates, and Bridgestone Dueler all-terrain tires. Let's talk about the Timberline. This is so exciting. I think you hinted at it a, a few weeks ago that this would be coming out, but it's finally here. Yeah, we are super excited to have this in the market. It's been uh, a bit in development as we continue to broaden our off-road uh, varieties across the lineup, really. 
But with Timberline, I mean, this is one that's close to heart for me. You know, I spend a lot of time outdoors and explorers and, and uh, hunting and fishing and camping and, and uh, stuff I'm always doing with my family and my father. And, and this is just the perfect product to even more accentuate that. So um, all the off-road capability it has with the, the ride height and the tires, um, the, the tow hooks in the front, the, uh, all the capability within the torsion limited slip. It's, it's really a great, great and balanced package for customers. So you're saying they created this one just for you, the Explorer Timberline. Well, <laughs> I had a little bit to do with it. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was, but we, you know, it's always great when you can design something with uh, customers and specific instances in mind. It makes it a more passionate product for people. And so uh, I think it's worked out well. Well, cool. You kind of hinted at some of the things that have been added to the Timberline. Let's go ahead and take a, a walk around the vehicle itself and highlight those. Yeah, well, so we'll start up front. So it's got definitely a unique exterior appearance to the uh, Timberline. It looks very rugged, uh, and that's aided by a few things. First is the unique front and rear ends on the vehicle uh, with better and approach better approach and departure angles. It's got uh, red amber uh, accents on the front bumper as well as two red amber accented colored uh, tow hooks that can tow, I think, 150% of uh, gross vehicle weight, so very strong. Um, it's got unique fog lamps to it. And then also we've um, created spots in the grill for some aftermarket Ford Performance light kits. Uh, all the wiring is already installed in the vehicle. There's an aux switch on the interior. So really you're buying the light kits from the, the dealer for $499. And those things pop 160,000 candelas. So they are ultra bright. I mean, they will light up the night for you. Uh, so great looking uh, front end. Uh, like I said, the unique 18 inch wheels with the uh, Bridgestone Dueler tires and that kind of aggressive tread pattern really set the vehicle off uh, from the side views. And then the rear end of course has a unique rear fascia. Um, We've got real steel skid plates that wrap up on both the front and rear bumpers. And then of course, underneath what you can't see, but is there are some real steel uh, protection for the engine and transmission. So all of that, when you combine that with the new forged green uh, exterior paint color that's now available, it really looks like you're ready to go. I, I gosh, I have so many questions for you because I just, I love the green with the amber accents. Yes. I, I think that looks, I don't know what it, almost like you're going on um, an expedition, you know, I mean, like you're exploring, you know, um, areas. I, I can't even think of how to say it. Like, I don't know, army, you know, or a long time ago when people would go on expeditions around the world and discover new areas. It's just yes. unique. It's got a great pattern to it. And I mean, I think it makes you feel like an explorer. Yeah, to me, it looks like a really purpose-built piece of equipment or something. I mean, I just, I, I, I have that same attraction to it that you do. Uh, and when you see it in person, it even emotes even, even a greater feel. Uh, it's just got a presence to it that makes you feel super confident in what you're going to be able to take on. So let's talk about those Bridgestone tires. Are, are they the only, is this the only vehicle that has those? Well, it's the only Explorer that has those. I don't think we have any other duelers in the showroom, but I could be mistaken, although I don't, I 
I think Explore might have the, the corner on that one. <laughs> and a great relationship with Bridgestone. And it's really, you know, they're great tires for everyday driving. They're going to be great in the off-road conditions. And they're going to be great in the snow, too. That's the other piece, right? And the standard four-wheel drive that comes on the Timberline, uh, it's a great match. Now, I was going to ask you about the tread on those tires because I, I'm wondering how it grips when you go off-road. Yeah, well, it was specifically designed for those. Um, and it's got, you know, greater sidewall height to it than, a, than our normal Explorer tires, which help cushion the ride, give you some more ride height, absorb some of those um, bumps in the, on the trail. Um, <clears throat> but you also don't get kind of that droning, you know, that you hear sometimes when you drive by, you know, like, Duties or yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it provides that nice, still get a quiet ride with them, but all the off-road traction you'd want. No, and I think that's great that you brought up that they go in snow because then you never have to take them off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's going to be really a great addition uh, to the vehicle. Well, and <laughs> I have to ask about the uh, the light kit that you can add to it. Um, to me, that brings me back to when, um, gosh, and in some places this is illegal, um, where you can go spotlighting, you know, to uh, to hunt. You know, and that's, man, with those, uh, the amount of candle power you have with those, I think you would do well. Yeah. Well, and the reason we have to sell those is kind of an aftermarket accessory is because the federal regulations don't allow us to ship those from the factory with uh, because they are so bright. Um, and in fact, there's not only do you get, you know, when you get the light kit, you install the lights, but then we provide these little rubber covers that go over the lights so you don't mistakenly turn them on when you're on the on a paved road, let's say. <laughs> that is so funny that, you know, you have to do it that way because, uh, you know, they're not allowed to ship from the factory, but yet, you know, everyone wants them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't order a Timberline without them. First of all, they look absolutely killer and, you know, you're going to have numerous instances where those are going to come in handy. So <laughs> addition to the product. Well, we know it looks badass on the outside, so we don't want to give up any tech on the inside. So what are we looking at inside? So it's got a really unique appearance, uh, unique from all the other explorers on the interior. Uh, we, we highlight a lot of the ebony interior with a deep cypress uh, color on the seats and the door trim panels. And then we've got, and then that's ActiveX uh, seating material, so you can easily wipe it down. And then the uh, interior, the inside of the bolsters or interior of the seat is also a unique uh, a thatched pattern. So um, it will hold you in your seat a little bit. So when you're on the trail, you're not sliding all over the place. Um, so it's a great uh, interior. It's got deep tangerine stitching uh, throughout the seats that kind of give you a unique feel as well as door trim panels. And then we've made it to our eight inch touchscreen, uh, our 360 degree camera with front view. So you can get a full view of what's in front of your vehicle. If you're you know, at low speeds going over a hill, you wanna see what's in front of you, or if you wanna dodge a rock, or if you're trying to understand the position of your vehicle relative to some of the other uh, trail restrictions, uh, that, that is all there for you. So it's a really great interior that matches the promise of the exterior in terms of its durability and, and capability. So uh, our color material and engineering team did a great job putting that all together for us. 
They did. I love the fact that you have the orange stitching with the amber accents in there. Ah. I would like to carry that all the way through and it really does look nice. And, and again, kind of furthers that feel of outdoor adventure uh, on the interior. That is too cool. I can see this being in movies, you know, where, you know, they're, they're driving through the Badlands and escaping. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's got all the capability to do it too. It's great. <laughs> so what, what kind of price are we talking here? Uh, just over 45,000, 45, 765, I believe. Yep. 765. And uh, so that comes with a ton of standard equipment, right? Standard four wheel drive. You get Copilot 360 standard content, then you get the Copilot 360 Assist plus standard DAT features. So that includes evasive steer assist, navigation, intelligent adaptive cruise control, 360 camera. And then the one piece of capability that we really haven't hit on yet was the torsion limited slip rear axle. Oh, yeah. so it's got a unique rear axle on it. Um, again, always in four wheel drive mode. But then that just ensures that the right amount of energy is going to the right tire based on the amount of traction you have. So we'll help even improve you getting through some difficult situations. That is nice. So I'm taking it if Lee has to build his Explorer, he's going to go for everything. That's right. And the nice thing about the Timberline is we, we created a kind of a simple structure for customers to build. It already comes well equipped. And really, your only two choices are, do you want a moonroof? And what color do you want? And that's that's really it. And my recommendation is forged green. I absolutely love the forged green color. Yeah, that is nice looking. So, I mean, are, are we doing pre-orders on this? Yeah, it's uh, order bank open. You can go to dealers uh, on May 5th and uh, start ordering your Timberlines. Uh, you can go to Ford.com and look at all the pictures and all the specs that you want on the Timberline. And uh, we hope to have them in showrooms by the end of July. Wait, May 5th, that's today. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. are dealers saying about this vehicle? You know, they've seen the same kind of trends that we've seen over the past few years and that more and more people are trying to get outdoors and be with their loved ones and get back to nature. And, and uh, so we're excited to bring more products to the market like this. Um, Tremor is another one in the F-150 and the Rangers. Uh, I think we'll have more news to talk about on timber lines in the future and, and broader in the lineup. Uh, and they're excited to get them. The customers are looking for different ways to get outside. And, and these vehicles absolutely, our dealers are thrilled. Oh, that is awesome. Well, Lee, is there anything that we haven't covered? You know, what is Laura not asked? I'd say the one other thing you definitely want to consider when you're putting your Timberline order together is look at our Outfitters packages. We have three Outfitters packages. We've partnered with Yakima. Uh, and you can choose your rooftop accessory. So you can get a basket, bike carrier, uh, or a sky box for your gear. You get a um, set of crossbars. The dealer will do all the installation for you. And you can even roll it into your payment plan if you don't want to write a check for the package itself. So you can put it all in your vehicle's financing and it's great Yakima accessories are great accessories. They last forever and a great investment for you to carry even more gear on your adventure. You have made it too easy for us, Lee. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm a customer myself and those are the kind of things we want on our products and those are the kind of things I think our customers want and uh, we are happy to deliver that. Tell us that you've taken this out in Baja. 
I have taken it out to uh, what we call Holly Oaks, which is just a little north of us here in the Detroit area, and, and put it through its paces. So, you know, in fairness, it's not a Bronco. It wasn't designed to be a Bronco. If you want that kind of durability, you buy a Bronco. But if you want something that's well-balanced and will get you through a, a lot of off-road conditions, Timberline is your answer. Awesome. This is going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see this in dealerships. Uh, I'm excited too. And I'm thrilled to share the story with you today, Laura. Go check them out. The pictures are great. The product is great. You know, we always try and focus on design when we're looking at explorers, uh, but this has not only the great design, but the capability to match. I think people are going to love it. Thank you again to Lee Newcomb for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels to hear more manufacturer interviews. Every week I talk directly to the manufacturers to get you the latest information about vehicles you're interested in. No opinions, just straight facts from the automakers themselves. I'm your host, Laura Reynolds, and that wraps up this week's Driving in Heels. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Driving in Heels. There'll be more next week when Laura Reynolds talks directly to the manufacturers about the cars you love and the cars you want to know more about on Driving in Heels. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.